What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Bentz, and welcome to the AEW Insider. This issue, we got a little bit of news, but not really, because All Out is tomorrow, even though last week I kept saying it was Sunday. It's actually tomorrow, so I need to get this done, because I still got to do the YouTube video for you guys also. Uh, we do have the PWI. PWI is the Pro Wrestling Illustrated for years. They've done a top 500 of the best wrestlers of the year. So we got their top 10 of the list, plus a little bit more. What happened with King of the Ring, what have you. So let's get to this. Uh, in the surprise for StarCast 3, they tweeted out a video starring the best in the world. That's right, CM Punk. He cut a promo for his meet and greet. In this Vegas uh, at StarCast 3, duh. <laughs> it has him in a ring and he's talking to the camera. He's running the ropes and he's joking, saying how much it hurts bouncing off the ropes. You know what I mean? He's also mocking other wrestlers. He even took the bump in the end and acted like he was going to cancel his, his appearance. But he was joking. Him acting like he was going to cancel his meet and greet is like all the other wrestlers did. Like Undertaker, Mark Henry, I believe, in the past. How WWE gets a hold of him and makes them drop out at the last minute. He said he doesn't have to answer to anybody or anything he'll be there and he's happy to see everybody it was so good to see him in the ring and see him happy man i'm really 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 hoping that punk does come back uh speaking of starcast it kicked off thursday from what i've seen meet and greets hangman page cut his final promo there uh before his match with jericho tomorrow jericho actually released a officious promo on twitter today about hangman page and aew all of it at always is on their aew on twitter aew insider one uh, also, the Elite did a live being the Elite mailbag for the crowd. They took several digs at WWE when they were doing it, talking about if you want to watch crappy wrestling, you watch WWE. It's crazy. I love how the Wednesday Night Wars are starting up. At StarCast, Cody revealed that he wants to do a pay-per-view and a live event in Atlanta, Georgia at the Farm State Arena. He also talked about him walking out of the WWE. He said that I could bake a thousand thrones. I probably will, but I can never appreciate what they did for me. I met Brandy there. I grew up there. It's the house that built me. I took everything I could get and I let them know. And, uh, excuse me. I let them know and we all knew know how that ended. Uh, I let them know that there's no more to me than what you see, and the only thing I can do is show you. You're not letting me show you here. Mark Carano, the guy from Total Diva, the dude in front of the uh, talent, he said, I'll see you next week. I said, no, you won't, and I never came back. I didn't even sign my release papers, which I think is illegal. By the way, don't tell anyone. He also revealed that the person who came up with his Stardust character was none other than Stephanie McMahon. The story goes that him and Dusty came through the curtain from the ring. They were with their Brotherhood tag team. The crowd reactions were getting a little less for the Brotherhood. Uh, they were, had a really hot run for a minute. The chief brand officer of WWE, Stephanie McMahon, said, Why don't you paste your face like your brother? She was only making a suggestion, uh, but you know he was not mad at her for it. But someone's face lit up, which means Vince McMahon. There was nothing I could do at that point. And when I went to creative services, and uh, they don't work with a lot of gimmicks. They hadn't done one in many years. The last thing they did was Seth Rollins' ring gear when he first turned bad, which was three or four years ago. Uh, they came up with all these designs, and I looked like Quicksilver from the comics. I thought, yeah, this is going to be badass. Then the options started narrowing down, and, I, and then I was going to be gold and silver. And then it was like a mini dust or like gold dust light. And so he was very, very pissed off about that. But that's how it went down with him leaving WWE and who came up with his Stardust gimmick. Uh, 
Uh, Starcast does rock. All these things get revealed. Kenny Omega confirmed that we would hear about an AEW video game by the end of the year. I can't wait for that. And it will be good. You already know. Omega and others are big gamers, especially Kenny Omega. So he's going to definitely get people on. He said he's been traveling all around the world trying to find the right team, what have you. Then hours later, MGF made a tweet and Cody retweeted it. When Cody retweeted it, he said that he's proud AF. He's proud as fuck. What it was on the laptop screen was literally a computer-generated picture of MJF's face. It looked just like him. The only reason why it's on a computer like that is that it's from the AEW video game or their toy line. But I bet you it's from the video game, and if so, that shit looks just like MJF. Definitely check it out on our Twitter. Uh, tonight at 10 o'clock, which is Friday, they have a special on TNT, TNT uh, what you call it? It's called AEW, it's called all, Countdown to All Out, I apologize, Countdown to All Out. It's a little hype and getting everybody excited for the pay-per-view. So make sure you check that out tonight on TNT at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Big rumor going around that the Moxley and Omega match will happen ASAP. As soon as Moxley is okay to wrestle, and they plan for it to have it on one of their weekly live events. So as soon as he's good on one of their live TV events when they start up in October, that's when they're going to have a match. So everybody here at AEW, what should you do a speedy recovery, Mox? You can't slow down that momentum now, bro. A fan who was in a wheelchair was at StarCast, and he got to meet a bunch of the AEW crew, Brandy, Rhodey, I mean, Cody, everybody. He actually got to meet MJF, and MJF is the fucking best. You can check the Twitter pictures out on Twitter, because I retweeted the guy's things. Uh, MJF literally stood next to a guy who's a paraplegic in a wheelchair and straight up gave him the middle finger. And then the guy tweeted out all the pictures, and he said, it was so nice to meet you guys. And MJF said, whatever, dork, or some shit like that. He doesn't mean that. He said, whatever, loser. He doesn't mean that, but he's just the best. Like I said, we met him in April, and he's always on. Anytime he's out there, he is on 24-7. There's no better heel in the fucking game right now than MJF. And they were just showing pictures of him at StarCast again. He's got a pillow there, sleeping at the table, eating while somebody's taking a picture with him, not even looking at the camera. MJF is the fucking best. Uh, I knew Dustin Rhodes would not be done once AEW got their hands on him. He will continue his in-ring career, and when he's not, he will coach for AEW. That is so kick-ass. Tony Schiavone went on record to confirm his AEW role. Everybody assumed it's going to be him and JR and a commentary team and they're going to get rid of the other guys, but it's not true right now. He's actually a producer, and he will be working on a lot of their shows, pre-shows, vignettes, what have you. He and Cody live close by each other, uh, so he's going to do a lot of it from Atlanta. But you know when they have those things, like when they're in a fake studio, you've seen Chris Van Vliet do and Tony Schiavone when they're giving hype for the shows or news. He's going to be doing that and a bunch of stuff behind the scenes so that's very very cool all right now let's get back let's get to the aew pay-per-view this is all out you can get it on bleacher beach excuse me bleacher report live for 50 bucks and if you're lucky and you don't live in this country well you're not lucky if you don't live in this country but if you live in another country excuse me, like Australia and Japan or some shit, they can get it anywhere from $10, $12, or like $15, or maybe even 26 which I think is bullshit. We shouldn't have to pay that much because we live in America. Anyway, the pre-show for All Out uh, will have the 21 Women Casino Battle Royal. It'll be Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose. 
Oh, I'm not sorry. It's not there's this verse, but the people who I'm sorry, I apologize, you guys. People who are going to be in this match, it's 21 women. It's going to be surprises too, because AEW, as we know, do not have 21 women on the roster. And also, like Bea Priestley, my baby, who I think is gorgeous, her and a couple other Chinese chicks are already booked for this date. So even some of the women you've seen in the past won't be able to be there tomorrow because they already got previous engagements. So expect a lot of people who aren't signed to companies or companies who let them go to show up. It's going to be cool. But besides that, definitely in it is Dr. Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, Allie, Brandy, Ivalice, Jazz, Big Swole, Sadie Gibbs, and Teal Piper, who is the daughter of Roddy Roddy Piper. My, my pick for that match, because this is the prediction show, is definitely going to be Dr. Britt Baker or Brandy. They're going to give it to them first. And then also they do have Angelico and Jack Evans versus Private Party. Both of these teams, seriously, are so fucking amazing, it's not even funny. They're literally going to tear their roof off the house. Like I said before, the only match that's probably going to be better than this, like excitement-wise, is the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. But my pick is Private Party, even though Angelico and Jack Evans haven't got a win yet for AEW. Then on the main show, we do have a three-way match. It is Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt versus SCU. And I'm going with Lucha, Jungle, and Stunt. Not saying SCU doesn't need it because that's bullcrap to say. Wins being in AEW. But they got to give it to Lucha, Jungle Boy, and Stunt. And those guys are so fucking popular. It's not even funny. i seen video on Marco, uh, what you call it, Stunt That Starcast. The place went absolutely nuts for him. MJF has his butler there and shit. It's hilarious. All right. Then we do have a women's match. It is Rihu versus Hokaru Shida. I'm going with Rihu. I don't know if I've even seen Hokoru yet. Uh, we do have the three-way match that I'm very excited about also. That is Darby Allen versus Joey Janela versus Jimmy Jahavik. I'm going with J Joey Janela, baby, for real. I think they might give it to Darby Allen because they're trying to push him. But Joey Janela needs his due and he needs his time to shine. So my pick is Janela. Uh, then we do have the first round. Well, this will be the first. No, whoever gets, whoever wins this, I think, gets a first round buy-in to the big tag team tournament that's going to start when they get on TV. So we do have the best friends, which is Chucky, Chucky T and Trent Beretta, and we have the Dark Order. I love the Dark Order. I think they're absolutely fucking awesome, but I love Best Friends more. So my pick is the Best Friends. We also have Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears. Now, you know these two, why they have beef and all that, and then why, why they're beefing. Sean Spears hit him with a, hair cause, a chair because Cody called him a hand, what have you. I'm going with Sean Spears. They're making him a real, real heel. They're putting him over, and they're not going to slow him down. Cody doesn't need it, as crazy as it sounds, but Spears will win that. Uh, we're going to take a break real quick, and then we'll get to the top three matches. Two of them got to be co-aligning head events. And then we also do have some WWE news. I got the King of the Ring results, the standing so far. I got a little bit of wrestling news, and we have the PWI Top 500 Top 10. So definitely tune back in, people, please. Uh, it's the AEW Insider on Facebook and YouTube, and the AEW Insider one on Twitter. We'll be right back, peeps. All right, peeps, we're back. As always, this is the AEW Insider. Now let's wrap up the all-out card and my predictions for it. We do have Kenny Omega versus Pac. 
Everybody knows it's supposed to be Omega versus Moxley, but uh, Moxley got injured. He'll be back soon. They're going to be fighting like I went over before. It kind of stinks, though, because the surprise was supposed to be that Pac either interfere with this match or interfere with the AEW title match. But now, since he had to replace Moxley, it's probably definitely almost not going to happen. You don't know, though. He could. But I got to pick Omega. I would say Pac, but I don't know if he's full-time yet or not. Even though he's AEW, he was supposed to fight months ago, but his, uh, his, uh, excuse me, his engagement with uh, Dragon Gate stopped that. So, I mean, if I knew he was on a roster full-time, I might go with them, but you got to go on Omega anyway. We do have the AAA World Tag Team Championships up for grabs. It's the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in a Ladder of Death match, pretty much. My pick is the Lucha Brothers, only because it's for their AAA Mexican titles. And even though the Young Bucks won them before, they're not going to keep going back and forth and having their titles on AEW show instead of home if the Bucks can't be over there fighting for them all the time, which they won't, defending them. So, uh, what you call it, the Bucks for months have been sharpening their Lucha Libre skills they knew a little bit but they're doing it but i could tell their entrance is going to be so pimp as always because they just made a tweet it was in black and white so you couldn't see it even though you could but it did show their mask they have for tomorrow for the entrance they are wearing luchador masks but they look awesome and attached to the top of them are real buck horns so they got two buck antlers on their heads on their mask and they're not fucking around and then finally, for the all-out pay-per-view, we do have the AEW World Championship up for grabs. And it is the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, Y2J, Chris Jericho Bebe, against Adam Page. I got to go with Jericho, man. I know that AEW is behind Page. They wanted him, and the Cody and them, and the Bucks wanted them to be their first ever champion. But I seriously think it's way, way too soon and way too early. If they go with it, hey, I could see. He's going to be the face when they start. It's something new for the people. They'll love him. But I got to go with Jericho, baby. That's who you want. You want name recognition. All right, on the WWE real quick. The King of the Ring tournament continued. We did have Baron Corbin versus The Miz. Corbin did get the win, and then he went to the throne, he put the crown on, and he cut a pretty decent promo. I don't think he's going to win the whole thing, though, but you never know, because he won money in a bank, but his attitude backstage got him stripped from it, so this might be a way of making up to him since he's done so good the past couple of months. Even though we hate him to fucking death, he's done good, he's been a workhorse for Vince and a good heel, so. Uh, also, Ricochet took on Drew McIntyre in a very fucking good match, but in the end, King Ricochet pulled out the win. It sucks, because Drew was the chosen one once again to win this tournament, but they took him out. But I know that's only because they have way bigger plans for Drew. Uh, we also have what you call oh yeah also Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode teamed up on Raw which is crazy they don't have a name for their team yet but they're gonna get a shot against Seth and Braun for the tag team titles they keep just putting my boy Dolph with anybody I don't mind him doing that but put him with somebody really really good and I'm saying Roode isn't but somebody's actually gonna stay with and they're gonna do something like him and Drew McIntyre were fucking awesome but that didn't last for shit on SmackDown, the King of the Ring continued. We did have one of the best matches ever, for real, of the year, of the night, whatever. It was Ali versus Buddy Murphy. The match was fucking awesome. They tore the roof off the joint. These cats are the bomb, and I'm so glad they get a time to shine. 
It's just crazy, man. And I'm glad that they're using King of Ring to use to push it upcoming talents. That's what King of Ring used to be for. It was like the money in a bank before money in a bank. If you were mid-card or even lower than that and you had potential and wanted to be something, you'd be in the King of the Ring. And if you won the King of the Ring, that made your household fucking name. So I love that they're pushing these guys who really deserve it instead of just, you know, the, the, the seasoned veterans or somebody who doesn't. Even though those guys are still in the tournament like Samoa Joe, what have you, they're not going to win it. You know what I mean? Or Corbin, I don't think, for real. But uh, what was I going to say? It was Ali versus Buddy Murphy. The shit was crazy. If you missed it, you got to watch it. In, in the end, they gave it to Ali, which is bullshit. But Ali was supposed to get a push months ago before he got hurt. And that's how uh, the Daniel Bryan shit happened. or something. No, that's how Kofi actually got a chance to get the WWE title. He's the one who replaced Ali. If it wasn't for Ali getting injured, Kofi wouldn't be champ. So we got to see how far they're going to push Ali. I think it's going to be Ali now and Ricochet in the finals. And if so... Holy fuck. Uh, Shorty G, a.k.a. Chad Gable, took on his ex-tag team partner, Shelton Benjamin. Shelton, again, beforehand, pissed on him backstage. He made him, he made him real mad. He made fun of him. But in the end, Gable won. Uh, what you call it? And so it is awesome because fucking what you call it? Chad Gable deserves a push, too. He's not going to win it all, but that guy's such a huge talent, it's not funny. So anyway, uh, what was I going to say? I apologize. Shelton Benjamin, we got that. Let me see. We did the Ollie. Okay, we got the bolt matches. So here are the standings right now. We do have uh, what you call, I'm going to show them on the screen. I apologize. I'm on one. But here are the standings right now. And I'm saying on the screen, I'm doing my podcast. Don't fucking mind me, guys. But <laughs> holy shit, everybody's going to tune out. Uh, but what you call, if you want to see the standings, actually chain, chain, tune into the YouTube show because that's where I'm going to put them on. I'm fucking butchering this. Let's move off of King of the Ring. All right, Drake Maverick, just real quick, is a 24-7 champ again. Now, I loved when it happened at first, how it got started again, blah, blah, blah. But the 24-7 championship is getting fucking boring now. They're just doing too much with it, in my opinion. Uh, NXT was amazing this week, but there's no need to rehash it. Because if you're a listener of this show and you listened to the podcast two weeks ago, I told you everything that happened from the fans that reported live. And it was a good fucking episode. Undisputed or tag team champs again, what have you. Uh, speaking of NXT, it is confirmed that stars from NXT UK and of the main rosters will be a big part of the NXT on the USA Network. It doesn't take a rocket science to figure that out. They want to pull stars from Raw SmackDown and the UK from their whole roster. And Triple H even said that he is doing his very best not to let any big changes happen to NXT. <clears throat> you hear that, Vince McMahon? A few days ago, Ric Flair trademarked the term the man. For years, he did call himself the man, and he started crazy and go, woo, 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 woo. But why trademark it now? I think he's definitely scared that if he doesn't, that actually Becky Lynch can move in on it, and she's actually going to be down in history, known as the man, and actually has right to it, whatever. Who knows? But he trademarked it. He ain't hearing that shit. All right, real quick, we got a little wrestling story. Enzo Amori did an interview with Wrestling Rink, and they brought up the WWE. You could tell he wants his job back, and he was huge in WWE. I do hope they take him or Big Cass back. Uh, and it's really, really crazy because if you've been reading all the fucking rumors for the last day, there are reports that WWE is talking to Enzo and Big Cass because they want them back on NXT. Uh, Enzo even p- p- tweeted a picture of his old picture on the WWE work truck and shit like that. 
Uh, of course, WWE is denying it. Big Cass is denying it. But that's what you want to do when you want to keep a surprise. So let's pray that Big Cass and Enzo go back in NXT. How you doing, haters? All right, real quick, we'll get to the PWI Top 500. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, for who knows, probably over 20 years or more, have been releasing their Top 500 every year, their best wrestlers. Uh, the Bruiserweight Pit, Pete Dunn did not take kindly to it. He tweeted pretty much that it's stupid that somebody could just make up a list and it actually means something. And what's even dumber than that is that people actually follow it. Anyway, here's this year's Top 10. All right, Pew says I was saying number 10 is Will Ospreay from New Japan. If you ask me, Will Ospreay should have been way higher in the fucking list. That guy's amazing. Number 9, we have New Japan's Hiroshi Tanahashi. He shouldn't be on the list at all. Number 8, which is very, very low, is Kenny Omega. But that's really because he hasn't wrestled much since he left New Japan in, uh, what, March, April, whatever it was. Uh, number seven was Roman Reigns. I wish he wasn't even on the list, but I don't know. I don't think Roman's anything. He's garbage. Number six was Johnny Gargano. Now, that's fucking awesome. Johnny Gargano needs to be on that list, and that's pretty much a perfect spot if you ask me. Number five was Okada. I can't stand Okada. He shouldn't even be on the list. Number four was Kofi Kingston. Eh, I don't even agree with that. Number three was AJ Styles. That's pretty good. Number two was Daniel Bryan. And number one was Seth Rollins. So whether you agree with it or not, the list is pretty good about three or four. Besides three or four names, if you ask me, they could be switched around a little bit. But those guys pretty much got their, their pulse to the, you know what I mean, to us, to our wrestling fans. But anyway, I apologize about that noise that happened if I can't edit it out. Like, hey, man, I'm a single father doing these shows because I'm a true fan. Really don't make any money off of it at all. I'm literally right here cooking dinner right now for my daughter. And I'm just trying to get this in to get this to you guys. And then I still got to record the show and edit it, which will take all night. So I apologize but i thank you guys so so much for subscribing to the youtube channel for tuning in for listening to this show you guys motivate me definitely to do it i do it for you guys and i do it for the love of the sport you guys are fucking awesome so definitely check us out on facebook or youtube it's the aew insider and on twitter we are the aew insider one definitely go on twitter i got tons of new stories i didn't have time to put in these shows so i can get it out to you i've got uh what you call videos from starcast from people and all that so definitely check us out but i will be putting a video up on youtube doing the same prediction show tomorrow i will be back with a result show and then monday we will have a movies and more episode it was big shit going on at the movies but as always peeps i'm your host lee bentz this is the aew insider and thank you so much for tuning in